What is up, everybody? It's Andrew Undum, real estate agent here in Baltimore with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I have got a list of guests coming that are gonna really knock your socks off. If you're into real estate, sales, negotiation, marketing, leadership, wealth building, you're gonna wanna subscribe to this podcast. I can't wait to take you on the journey with me here with the Andrew Undum Podcast. Welcome back to the Andrew Undum Podcast. Today I'm with a media mogul who's turned into, I'm gonna call him a good friend. His name's Eric Simon. You might know him as The Broke Agent. He's got over 500,000 followers on a number of different social media platforms who brings levity and laughter to the real estate community. We all appreciate it so much. Eric Simon, welcome to the show. Andrew, I'd say you bring levity to the real estate space. You make people laugh all the time. You're, you're better at this job than I am. Yeah, well, I have 5,000 followers and you have 500,000, so <laughs> the, the crowd has spoken, but I appreciate you coming on because... You know, we met a couple of years ago at the Boomtown event, and I just saw you sauntering around by yourself drinking a old fashioned out of a Correct. straw, which was pretty no. sus. There was, was, there, was, there was no straw, and nor was I sauntering. I was actually surrounded by a group of people, and you spread them like Moses parting the Red Sea, directly came up to me and started yammering in my ear for about three hours straight. That's what happened. The truth is somewhere in the middle. The straw was involved. Now, Look, the guy's got a massive following. Anyone in real estate knows the broke agent. And if you don't, just go to Instagram and type in the broke agent. You're, you're going to laugh. And I want to unwind because where you are now is big media company, massive following. I mean, you're all over Tom Ferry and the who's who's of real estate. Everyone knows these guys at BAM. But take me back because I know like before you were an agent, how did you get into real estate? Where did you go to school? Give me the rundown of who is this Eric Simon guy who exploded on the media scene here in the real estate world. All right. Well, if you want to start with college, I went to USC, transferred from University of Arizona. So when I graduated from college, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. Real estate was never in the cards. I always thought it'd be something in sports media. I was a communications major, which means absolutely nothing. So I basically took <laughs> courses just so I could, you know, have a fun social life at SC and, you know, attended class when I could, basically. Um, then I worked at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club, which is kind of where I developed my marketing chops, if you will. And I ran their Facebook and their Twitter and their LinkedIn at the time and tried to promote shows that were not selling a lot of tickets. So I always had to come up with contests and figure out how to tag different comedians and just try to get a bunch of engagement and people to buy tickets to the Laugh Factory. Then once I realized that was going absolutely nowhere, I was getting, you know, it was minimum wage. I wasn't trying to become a comedian. There was no upward trajectory. It was just, you know, my first job out of college. I took a two month hiatus and was making vines and basically trying to not really get vine famous, but just explore social media and see what I could do on video with no particular niche. Then I got hired as a temporary receptionist at the Hilton and Highland brokerage in Beverly Hills. And that's how I got into real estate is I was just supposed to be the receptionist for a couple of weeks, ended up being a couple months. Then I got hired as an assistant, then a buyer's agent. And that's when I started the broke agent. Was that quick? Was that detailed enough? That's perfect. Now you started off as a receptionist. Yes. I was probably the worst it's, receptionist on the face of the earth. I was a 25-year-old, uh, you know, just graduated college a couple years back and wanted nothing to do with the phones. The phones scared me. 
but I had to answer obviously every call. And it was kind of more of an assistant position too because a lot of the agents utilized the receptionist to handle their mail, make copies, look up certain properties, and deal with clients as they came in and out of the office. Now, I have to ask, now because anyone who knows you, and if you're watching this, if you know who Eric is now, you got to imagine this guy is the front office admin assistant person. That's just hilarious. Now, how does one go about getting that job? I knew, you just walk, did you walk in? No, no. I, I knew the girl that was the receptionist before me. So I knew her from college, and she basically hit me up and saw the ridiculous vines I was making. It was just like, hey, I see you're unemployed. Like, do you want this temporary <laughs> position right now? We need someone to answer phones for two weeks. I was like, perfect. Like, I, I need a job right now. And that's why I took that job. But it, again, there was, there was no direction ever or no intention uh, on my part to actually like get licensed and become a real estate agent. But I, I loved the office. I loved the, the chemistry of the agents. There was a lot of fun personalities in this high producing Beverly Hills office. So there was a lot of people that I kind of, that, that became my mentor. And then I was like, all right, th this is a great way to make a ton of money. I like the social aspect of this. I'm going to get my license. Yeah. So real estate, the real estate world is kind of a, a melting pot of different personalities, but they're all kind of so crazy entrepreneurs, maybe somewhat unemployable in other W2 capacities. Absolutely. Now, Eric, before we jump into your, you becoming an agent, because I do want to know this. I'm just curious, how good was this guy? You're still licensed. I see it at Compass. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you sell anything or ever did, but we're going to find out. <laughs> now, do you remember what I told you about how to treat the receptionist and how an outdoor cat does it? We talked about this on the walkthrough. Shout out to the walkthrough with Dan O'Neill, the captain, every Thursday. I've been on that show a few times always the highlight of my month when I'm on that show. But do you remember how we handle the receptionist? What does the top producer outdoor cat do to the receptionist? I don't remember what you said verbatim, but I assume it meant you treat the receptionist well, and maybe they could funnel you deals. Was that what you That's were? That's exactly right. You always okay. hand them a $100 bill, crisp That's 100, right. new, um, you know, with no drug residue on it. You hand them that. That'll be tough. And you, and, <laughs> and you simply say... Hey, anytime someone calls looking to transact real estate, just send them to me. Yeah. Do you know how many people did that to me? Probably one in every two. Probably 50% of the realtors walked up to me and did something like that. They never actually handed me the $100 bill, but it's always like, hey, you know, if someone calls and they want to buy a house, just press 303 as the extension. Just forward them directly to me. But, you know, I'm an ethical guy. I always just forward them to the general manager who would then pick which agent to do the leads for. But maybe that was naivety. Maybe that was my, my mistake. Well, that's good to know that other people were doing that there at uh, Hilton Highlands. That, that doesn't <laughs> exist. Hey, that, that company is now the agency, right? Or, no, no. In fact, no. if you said that, that's blasphemous that you would even, even well, I was utter listening those to Mark, words. What's the guy's name who started the agency? He worked at Mauricio. the Hilton family. And Mauricio, he worked yeah. there and then he kind of went off and did his own thing. That's yeah. He, he went out and created the agency. He was probably the top agent at Hilton and Highland. And he right. basically was who he who must not be named. He was Voldemort um, in the eyes of everybody at Hilton and Highland. If you mentioned his name, you would get like a scouring look or people would, you know, dive behind doors into their offices and, and hide and cower in fear. <laughs> I don't think you understand <laughs> right. that Voldemort reference, do you? You've never seen Harry Potter? No, yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. No, I've heard of it because one of my buddies who will remain unnamed called his ex-wife Voldemort. And that's oh, how I go. found out. Okay. He always called her Voldemort. But no, I didn't read Harry Potter. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
Um, so tell us about how you got, you became an agent. So now you're, you're a receptionist. You're like, okay, I think I'm going to get licensed here. I like these guys, these guys, I think I can do what they do kind of thing. These men yeah. and women inspire me. Correct. So I became the marketing assistant of this agent named David Kramer, top producing agent there. And I was basically the second assistant. So there was the head assistant. Then there was myself who would write property descriptions, open up properties, do inspections and try to come up with creative ways to market these properties. I loved that aspect of it. I like storytelling. I like writing. I like trying to get engagement on social posts. So that actually resonated with me. Uh, it was during my tenure with him that I got my license or I at least attempted to get my license. I think I failed the real estate exam twice and then got it on my third attempt. And then after I was with him for about eight months, that's when I became a buyer's agent. And that's when I was sitting dead open houses, inspections, door knocking, cold calling, really trying to make it on my own. And that birthed the broke agent because it was an utter failure. So what year was that? What year did you become a buyer's agent? 2015. So 2015, you became a buyer's agent, realized the struggle, because like, it is kind of a crazy job. The public, people don't understand how tough it is to say, okay, you want to work? Go yeah. get a client and you're new and they just tell you to go knock on doors, cold call people. I mean, it's vicious. It was, so how'd that go? So it, like you it said, was, it didn't go well? It was just the most uncomfortable experience of my life. I'm a very social person, but I don't like... I don't like interrupting people throughout their day. I don't like appearing salesy. I don't like reaching out to people to ask them for something. I don't like calling expired listings when they've had a hundred other realtors call. I don't like going to their house to then annoy them again with you know some flowers and an expired listing package. Everything was so out of my comfort zone that I was basically just going through the motions because I knew that's kind of what I had to do. But I knew I wasn't going to be successful at it because I was so uncomfortable and I was so uh, I was just not confident at all with anything that I was doing. Every time I picked up the phone, praying nobody answered. Every time I knocked on the door, also praying nobody answered. But I was tricking myself into thinking I was working. You know, it's just that's what a lot of realtors do kind of at the beginning is they just go through the motions when they should be doing something that they're actually good at. I should have doubled down on social media and marketing and built my brand through that. But instead, I had these bosses that were just like from eight to 12, you call from one to five, you door knock the same houses that you called and try to get them appointments. Did not work out for me. So that's a valuable lesson because I think you're so many people will will feel that as in, I don't want to do these types of behaviors that I know make me extremely uncomfortable. And even if they answer and they're receptive, my mindset is in such a place where I'm probably not going to be that good anyway, because it's so awkward. Exactly. So, yeah. and then that's how the broke agent was born as in you just kind of externalizing or putting these thoughts, these human thoughts of discomfort out into the world on Instagram. Yeah, it or, started. Exactly. So it started with the inner monologue of everything I was thinking. And Back then in 2015, it was in complete contrast to all of the content that was coming out from realtors. Back then it was all success, all motivation, just listed, just solds. Like you would be out of your mind to even post something that would appear to be a failure. Because that's how people you know, perceived Instagram. It was, your, it was your business card, right? It was your portfolio. There was no authenticity behind it. And we really cut against the grain there. And I think that's why people were attracted to it so quickly is they were like, who's this guy, the broke agent saying exactly what I'm thinking, but only he could say it right now because I don't want my clients to think I'm an asshole or to think I'm an idiot basically. So 
it started off as just tweets that I screenshotted and then posted to Instagram and Facebook. And they all kind of blew up simultaneously. So give us some of those early ones. Cause there's, there's so many, I mean, your accounts now, if you go to these pages, there's just, there's a litany of just grade a humor, but it's had to start rolling downhill. Cause I know when you were doing that, you had no idea what that was going to turn into. Cause this kind of took the world by storm. It didn't happen in 2015, but it compounded quite a bit. Yeah. Right? I mean, the early ones were all negative thoughts and they were, they were actually <laughs> relatively depressing. And there was a couple of times where my dad would even call me and say like, I don't think you should be posting this type of thing. This is like, this is making you look bad. This is making the entire industry and business look bad. But I would take screenshots of my open house sign in sheet and there'd be nobody there. Or I just sign in like a ridiculous name and just say, you know, wasted another three hours today or something like that. Or I would just talk about the anxieties that were going on in my head during an inspection because I had no idea what the fuck the inspector was talking about. And it was so palpable. I felt like my clients could, could feel the lack of understanding and, and feel just the anxiety dripping and oozing out of my veins that I had to just like tweet and be like, there's got to be other people feeling this, right? Like no one is just born into the real estate space with this knowledge. Right. Where you like you have to go through 30, 40, 50 inspections to start picking up on the lingo. The real estate exam taught us absolutely nothing. So when they're talking about like the water heater, I couldn't even point out what the water heater was. I honestly had no idea. I mean, I could. That was, that's a bad example. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just there no, were so totally. many, so many circumstances that I just didn't know what was going on, that I didn't know how to describe it. I didn't even know how to articulate it, that that fear really just promoted such an authentic, um, you know, way to post on social. What's so funny? <laughs> I can't stop laughing. So I'm, I'm reliving some of these posts as I've just been a fan forever. That's why yeah. when I met you a couple of years ago and I saw him, I'm like, that's the fucking guy, right? That's the broke agent. Like some of the ones are like, where you're like talking about just like, Oh yeah. Pretending like you love dogs. Yeah. My sister's got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like and the dog's like attacking me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. No, I like dogs. Yeah. Um, so when did it really start? When did you know you had something? Cause you're posting all these things and look, we all still have those fears. Even top producer, top producer, such a stupid word, but e even these people who are really successful in the business, look, you don't know everything there is to know about a TPRV valve off a water heater terminating six inches from the ground that an inspection you're supposed to know. I make it very clear with my clients. Look, I'm not a contractor. I'm just, I'm the guy who's going to stuff money in your pocket. And that only happens at a few critical times during the conversation. I made no bones about it. I'm not going to deliver you pies. I'm not going to like, you know, do all this other stuff. But when the time comes, <laughs> you want me on the phone. And I feel like that's, that's just what I'd want. Yeah. And I'll be friends with you too. Like if you like golf and we have mutual, absolutely. But I don't have to be friends with everybody. It doesn't yeah. mean I can't serve you really well. I'm the guy that's going to stuff money in your pocket. That's a fantastic line. I should have just utilized that. Like, hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm, I'm going to stuff money in your pocket. That's all I know. Tell me what you want. You want this water heater out of here? I'm, I'm in. I don't have to know shit about that water heater to get you a new one. Get it out of here immediately. This is, it's not even doing anything. Get it out. There's, there's a, the one thing that's missing in this industry, and I've harped on it a bit on some of your programs, and we'll get to BAM and Broke Agent Media and all the cool stuff you're doing now, but like the whole industry, no one's ever been taught to sell anything. And sales is not what people think it is. It's the highest paid occupation on the planet. And very few people succeed at it because it's just the, uh, almost the polar opposite of what the perception is. Used car salesmen, pushy this, and you get coached to do these crazy things. Go knock on people's doors and cold call them. No one wants that. No. That's a terrible way to do business. I've never done that. I'd never tell someone to do it because I don't know how to do it. But the, if you can master the art of just getting people what they want and asking good questions, 
look, if you want better answers, ask better questions and find ways to give people what they want. That's what you're, that's what BAM, Broke Agent Media is doing in this real estate space because no one's ever made fun of all these crazy things that everyone feels all the time. But let's, so let's go back to 2015. You're posting this stuff. Your dad's a little concerned, dark and depressing. And we know how Eric gets, also known as Dr. Klickstein, Eric Simon, the broke agent. He's got a number of aliases. The guy can go dark, which right. I personally like. The darker it is, the more I think it might offend a large swath of people, the more funny I think it is. That's just my sense of humor. It yeah. is what it is. But when did that start taking off when you were like, man, this might be something I could actually monetize versus just making people laugh on the internet? Well, back then, there was very few ways to monetize on Instagram. This is before Instagram stories. This is before maybe even having links in your bio. This is before, uh, you know, mini chat and your capability to DM at mass scale or comment back to people. Like, th this was just such an early phase of Instagram that I really had no idea what monetization was going to look like. I knew early on that it was going to become a blog, which it was. So thebrokeagent.com was born simultaneously with the accounts and the blog was kind of like buzzfeed style like five things to do while you're bored in an open house like just a bunch of nonsense i i wanted it to be the place where agents could could read during an open house or an inspection and maybe they could laugh a little bit but there was no value being provided it was all just kind of humor and talking shit about the industry and complaining about other agents and I would even try to like incorporate some sports because I thought, all right, if people are like me, maybe they don't want they don't want to read about real estate while they're sitting a dead open house or waiting for a client. So I kind of knew it had something very early on because the feedback was so positive and it was just unlike anything that other people have seen in the industry. So I'd say within the first couple of months is when I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a lot of time doing this because the traction was so good. There was a lot of comments, there was a lot of tags. And you couldn't really, you know, check your insights and see the shares and everything. But I saw that it was gaining traction very quickly. Then Inman News had a speak. So I actually started it with a partner, uh, my real estate partner at the time, Wes Pinkston. They had a speak in 2015, like two or three months after wow. we started it. And we had no idea what we were even talking about because there was no brand direction. There was no why to what we were doing, right? So kind of the question was like, what is this? And we were like, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's a funny social media account. People like it. It's cool. And then there was always like, so what are the next steps? Like, what's what's your plan with this? I don't know. I, I really didn't know until like the last couple of years. I, it was like, what do I just build a bunch of followers and sell merch like some asshole? Like, what, what what is there? What is there to promote here? Right. Besides other real estate tech companies and people that need to reach realtors. Do I come from it from like an influencer perspective? Do I build a brand and a blog and podcasting and stuff? So very early on, it was just, let's just grow the brand and let's still make money selling real estate or doing crypto or doing all the other like bullshit little jobs that I was doing, but stay consistent with this so that when the time is right and the brand has enough equity and people have enough trust and people respect what's going on, then I could actually start selling something. But that honestly took basically seven years of consistent posting to actually get to a place where it could be monetizable. Well, it's been an incredible run. Like people are going to look back on this journey. It's almost like when Portnoy from Barstool goes back and he's hustling the papers. That's like, yeah, you exactly. getting, just keep making fun brick of these brick. agents. Brick by brick, just literally just viciously attacking the industry in a, in the, the truth and humor. That should be like one of the taglines of, of the broke agent. Cause everything he's saying, you can resonate with. If you're in the business, there's these little nuances that you just find these unique angles to make fun of. And it's just 
it's just brilliant. So during that time, that seven year run where you're just grinding, you're at the end of the day, you're really a social media agency kind of guru. And like what you, what you put out today, helping people with what's new on Instagram, it's, it's extremely value packed for agents. Everything that broke agent media does, which is more than just the broke agent. But during that time as you're building it, how many houses were you selling? Because you definitely, I've seen you post like listing, you sold some stuff. You went back right? on my Dr. Clickstein Instagram and saw me sitting someone opens someone else's open house in 2015. But yeah, I was selling maybe three or four houses a year, literally basically nothing. My friends, you know, buying condos, first time home buyers, and then relisting them. That's basically where all my business came from. I think my best year, maybe I did seven houses at, I don't know, 10 million total. I sold a house a, that was- In a year? In a year, yeah. I mean, I'm in LA here, so the price point was- is is pretty high. But um, like I said, I had other jobs within this. So I, I actually worked at a cryptocurrency called Alpha Token, where I was writing for their blog and doing social media promotion for them. That company is long gone. I don't even think they're listed on any crypto exchanges. And I was always doing little writing jobs and other like social media stuff for money, building people's accounts and stuff like that. So real estate was always kind of a, a I don't even want to say means to an end, but I had to keep the real estate going and the appearance of it going and going into the office and going on showings and at least knowing enough about the market to scrape my way by for the, the broke agent content to continue. And so you I, knew the broke agent content was more the bread and butter than actual commission dollars. Oh, absolutely. Even though, I mean, big mistake, honestly, for the first five or six years, like if I would have went all in, in real estate and actually applied what I know in marketing and my social skills, I think I could have been a successful agent. I just, I never went all in. And that's one of the worst things you could do as an agent. If you're half in, half out, you're, you're fucked, basically. Like if you're not learning about the market every single day, you're scared to talk about the market. Like when my friends would bring up real estate to me, I would, you know, I'd be excited at the aspect of it, but I'd also kind of divert the conversation. Let's, yeah, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about something that I really know what I'm talking about. And let me study up on it before I start conversing with you again, which was a major red flag in my eyes. Cause it's like, you gotta be all in if you want to be a successful agent. That is a major red flag. That's so funny. You don't hear many agents trying to divert the conversation somewhere else. To, I was the only one. Of, it was the worst yeah, possible fear, thing you could do. Out of fear, you're going to be found out of how bad you really are at your career that you Correct. Chose. Correct. And, and I was good. Like when I was actually in a deal, my communication was fantastic. And I, you know, I care about my friends to the point where I, nothing bad ever happened. And I always had like a mentor with me or someone that I could like run you know, all of the, uh, the contract stuff and everything by for like the first couple of years as well. So I, I don't want to say I was bad at it. I just, I never bought into it. If that makes sense. Well, you're obviously extremely, you have both the high IQ and high EQ. It's like you would have crushed. There's no doubt yeah. about it. You could have been a massive, particularly putting together your, your marketing, you know, your marketing skills into that, that market that you're in. If you did 10 million as an afterthought, trying to avoid anything that's actually considered real work in the business outside of posting on social media, you still pull down 10 million. Yeah. That's like 250K in GCI. I mean, you could have made it, but this is obviously, we're all grateful you chose this path because the world doesn't need another great agent, which you clearly right. could have been. Right. We, need, we need the media. We need someone to just pull us out of our, everyone gets a little micro dose of depression in this business because you get kicked. This is the only business where you can get kicked in the shin 
win knocked out of you, have people say horrible things, and then half an hour later, you get the best news of your life. And it's just this crazy manic roller coaster. So we need the media aspect of it. Well, hey, fast forward to where, we're, where we are now. So Broke Agent kind of blew up. When did Broke Agent Media, the company and the vision and some of those things you alluded to, when did you find the answers to those questions? So I'd say 2019, I started building my email list. And that's kind of when I, I realized that I have another skill that isn't just making agents laugh, but it's helping agents with social media. Because a lot of people were going up to me being like, all right, well, how do you build your following? How do you get followers? How do you get engagement? They were asking these questions. I started answering the questions in the form of blogs and eBooks. And every time I posted an eBook, get a couple thousand downloads, it's building an email list. Now, what do I do with this email list? Am I selling them you know, affiliates to CRMs? Uh, is it merchandise? Is it tickets to conferences? I just, I knew I was building a database, which I could eventually monetize. Um, and then I saw Matt Leonetti posting hilarious content and Dan O'Neill posting hilarious content and all these agents that kind of sprouted early 2020 during the pandemic, where all you could do is really post on TikTok, post on Instagram and grow your brand when kind of showing stopped in certain parts of the world and the country for at least you know three or four months in LA, it was you know nothing for like a three month period. And Matt and I partnered on the Over Ask podcast and that transitioned to a marketing podcast where we were having agents on that were doing cool things, not just on social media, but just in, in any marketing perspective. And once we had that asset, the Over Ask podcast, plus the email list, then Byron and I started talking about, let's, let's just do a full, full flown media company, full blown media company. Cause he already had a media company with his one team in Connecticut. He had been podcasting. He had the real world podcast. He had the Byron Lazine audio experience where he had an interview show. He knows what the hell he's doing in actual real estate. He breaks down real estate news. Like nobody else can in a really no, tangible and a really like tangible consumable way that agents can actually understand. And we looked at the, the competition and said, they're not moving as fast as we can move. We saw the Inman Newses, the housing wires, Real Deal's doing a fantastic job at it now. But from a social media perspective, they weren't posting clips. They weren't doing podcasts. There was no audio experience. There was no, you know, they weren't posting what, how people consume content today, which is with their thumbs on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and on TikTok. So we saw a great opportunity. We knew that I had the brand in the audience. Byron had the brand in the experience. So we combined forces and created Broke Agent Media, which has now evolved to just BAM, because we dropped the name Broke, because people don't want to share an article from BrokeAgentMedia.com. So that's now BAM.com. When was BAM formed? What, when did that become official? January 2022. God, so this is all so new. Yeah. I mean, we, we officially launched like the, the website and all of these podcasts on April 18th, 2022. So we had our one year anniversary a month ago. So, so you scouted out Leonetti and O'Neill. You found them just being funny and kind of pulled them into your ecosystem. Is that how those guys got involved? Well, Dan DM'd me like in 2019 because I was doing something called Agent Spotlight where agents would pay for me to post on my Instagram story promoting them if they were doing something funny. And Dan had this funny you video um, so I posted that he got a bunch of followers, Matt, similar circumstance. And yeah, that's, I wouldn't say I discovered them. I know actually agents that Instagram, uh, account posted Matt and I just saw their funny stuff being shared all over the place. So 
it was just the the partnership with with both of them and with Matt, especially with the Over Ass podcast, that really helped the brand explode. Because I was like, finally, now I have someone else that is doing something with me. Because for seven years, it's just me, right? It's just me posting. It's just me saying these things. And then finally, I had someone else that like shared a comedic vision and was doing actual content to grow his his real estate brand, not just his Instagram brand. That has been really effective for him. Um, in terms of like agent to agent referrals and growing his actual real estate business. Yes, you got a shout out to at Matt Leonetti and, and Dan O'Neill. These are guys much like the broke agents account that if you get on there and you just start watching this thing, it's, it's so funny, it's so creative, it's so smart and people don't appreciate how hard it is to really do comedy. I would say there's like four things in life you can't fake. Sex, fighting, public speaking and comedy. You can't fake. You're either funny or you're not. And it's yeah. very, very hard to be funny. Those guys like yourself are just, they're just freaking funny. And it's not even that, that have to be outlandish. It's witty. It's cool. Um, so bam, now you and Byron, so you guys are 50, 50 on that venture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're like the OG, you're the godfather that's been just kind of sledging through the cosmos of social media before it really blew up. I mean, because that's still early. Even 2015 was early. I did my first real estate video in 2015, and it was like so awkward and uncomfortable. I'm like, hey, welcome to 51 Cabin Green, Perry Hall, right. Maryland. Still remember. Terrible. Looks awful. Um, and that's when you got this going. And now you have this full-fledged media company. So what does it mean when you say we have a full-fledged media company? When you break down the offerings. I, I'm not even sure if I know all the offerings you have because it's a lot of content. I'm not even sure. We, we're adding shows seemingly you know, every month. We have nine shows right now, nine podcasts. One of them is a live show that Byron does called The Hot Sheet every single morning at 9.30 Eastern where he's breaking down the day's real estate news. We are the only real estate media company right now that has a live show every single day, and that's a huge differentiator. You know, I mean, you, you could go on like CNBC money or whatever, CNBC and get real estate news occasionally. But every single day on the NowBam YouTube channel, there's real estate news. So we have nine shows. I could go through all the shows, too, if you want. But I don't know if that's I want to hear them. I want well, no. Well, first of all, real quick on the hot sheet. Yeah. If you want to sound smart in real estate for the eight people who might listen to this one day, if you really want to sound smart, you just go to listen to the hot sheet because Byron Lazine, very smart, very cranial approach to how to interpret the information and how you might want to say it in front of a client with what exactly the Fed said they're going to do and what this might be the impact. Yeah. It is the cleanest thing to rip off and duplicate as you're walking around existing in the real estate world. If you don't watch the hot sheet, I think you're kind of falling behind. I know I talked to Dan O'Neill about this. That's where I get half my stuff. Yeah. Because Byron's I mean, doing all the hard work. I don't need to sift through this shit. Byron, tell me what to say. Exactly. Just throw it in your headphones for 30 minutes in the morning while you're working out, while you're on your way to the office. That's where you're getting your real estate news. You don't have to go on Inman.com anymore. You don't have to go on HousingWire. He's breaking down everything that's, that's being said. So that was a huge move by him and a, and a really heavy lift. You're doing a show. I, I think this comes out weekly. I have two podcasts. Just doing a podcast once a week is a pain in the ass. Scheduling the guests, making sure the audio works, right? Like there's just so many different moving parts, especially if you're having other real estate agents on who have schedules that are all over the place. So the fact that Byron gets up every single morning and does that show has done wonders for our brand. And I think people really appreciate it. So we have the hot sheet. We have the Overass podcast with Matt and myself. We have the walkthrough. You are favorite guest on the walkthrough where it's myself. Hey, Go ahead. Well, Overass. So break down what these are. Because I only kind of know the walkthrough. I know yeah, Overass because yeah. that, that, that was an OG. So Overass, yeah. like, why would someone tune into that? 
So over ask is Matt and myself, and we talk about real estate marketing. So that is, that's where you go. If you want to learn about social media marketing in the real estate space, how to make your listings go viral, hashtag strategy, that type of thing, you go on the over ask podcast. Um, I mean, we, we've interviewed Ryan Serhant, Mauricio Umansky, Glenda Baker, Tay DiCarlo. I know these are just, you know, names to people, but they're, they're Voldemort. Really, Voldemort. Exactly. They're, they're really big in the real estate space. Um, then we have The Real Word, which is Byron's third podcast with him and Nicole White, where they also break down real estate news, where they have you know three topics up there on a ticker. They react to certain uh, pieces of marketing, and it's a really, a really great show that generates a lot of clips and that also does a great job of breaking down real estate news early in the week. The walkthrough breaks down real estate news later in the week on Thursdays. That's Dan O'Neill and myself um, as the co-hosts. We have a rotating cast of characters, you included. We try to get different perspectives on the market and kind of like internal gossip of BAM. That's kind of more of like a shit-talking show. Get your entertainment. Maybe you'll get a little bit of a value from it. Then we have the Massive Agent Podcast, and that was a podcast that has existed for years. One of the top listened to podcasts in real estate. So he's our first you know, sign-on to, uh, at the time, Broke Agent Media. So now he, he's a podcast under BAM, but he lives on his own channel. Then we have the Knowledge Broker podcast with Tom Toole, Lisa Chinati, and Byron Lazine. We have a show called Agent Refresh with Victoria Velazquez and Sarah Knauer. And that's just about you know continuing education for real estate agents. That just came out a couple of weeks ago. And I don't even know how many that is that I mentioned right there, but there's, there's more. That, it's just incredible the amount of content you're putting out. Now, you mentioned one of those. I mean, they all generate good clips. The, the clip team, you guys have a pretty incredible clip team. Yeah. So for an agent, if you're going to do a podcast, like I clip this out, there'll be a couple nuggets here and there, maybe a post. What, why should agents be making long-form content? And like if you were an agent now, like if you were coaching me, like, hey, look, I'm an agent. I'm trying to put out content. I do the tours. Like most agents who are reach some level of stability and success. Like, look, we're going to sell a lot of homes. We're going to try to do more than we did last year. We're kind of at cruising altitude, but to go to the next level, what you just described is beyond a full-time job. I don't know how Byron, guys like Byron, sell more houses than anyone in Connecticut, plus has a team in Florida, plus does this much work. He's and that machine. guy's just a freak. He's a, and he's on that TB12 diet too. Maybe that's got yeah. something to do with it. Yeah, he only eats He nuts. cares about his sleep. Yeah, he yeah. does. He's a freak, but he's, uh, I mean... Anyone who doesn't respect him is just crazy, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah, he's an absolute machine. But the, to answer your question, the long form feeds the short form. Long form is how you build trust in an audience. If they're just seeing clips, if they're just seeing your little 30-second Instagram reels or TikToks, that's great for virality and great for brand growth. But it's the 15-minute YouTubes, it's the podcasts and stuff where people actually know you, like you, trust you, and buy into your brand. Like that took me in the broke agent brand to a whole new level doing the over podcast because they could listen to me on long form for 50 minutes because then they could be like, okay, this guy actually knows what the hell he's talking about when it comes, uh, when it comes to marketing, he's not just like a clown posting data and inspection memes. So that really helped just like legitimize the brand. If you're an agent doing it, if you're doing long form, just like you said, you're getting three to five clips from this. So not only do you have something to send out to your database and to post and start developing the know you, like you, trust you when people are watching in long form, but now you have five social media posts that you can post to Instagram, to TikTok, and to Twitter. So you don't have to focus on filming other little pieces of content. You can just clip out the best things that are said. This is a yeah, clip right there. Be- what I just said, that's a perfect clip. You set it up with the question. 
I delivered the answer. Now we have a clip. And what I also learned from podcasting from Byron is even if you frame a question, you should reframe it at the end to make sure that you have something that's perfect for that clip. So if I'm like stumbling and bumbling and kind of like going about my way to get to a question, I'll revert back and be like, so tell me again how you got that listing to go viral. So that way I have the hook already for the clip that's going to come out. So you have to kind of like, you know, re re uh, wire your brain to think about clips while you're doing the actual podcast itself. Oh, now that's a pro tip. Now that's some PhD level stuff. Reframe yeah. the question at the end. So you make sure you have a good in lead into the clip that you, know you can, you're going to. Exactly. Cause you could, you could put that question at the beginning anyway, because sometimes when you're asking a question, you find yourself going down a word path that isn't as direct but you kind of need that context. So the second at the end, after the answer, reframe the question. That's a Byron Lazine tip for you right there. Byron. Now, you mentioned when you were at Inman, they were saying, hey, what's the vision for this? What's your plan? What's your goals? What's next for the broke agent early 2015 when you were just kind of getting a lot of eyeballs and attention from your humor? Now that you have, you have Byron is a serious business person, as are you, and everyone kind of involved. These aren't they're kind of jokers on Instagram. If you catch them, haha, that's funny. But these are all people making a killing in the real estate market. Extremely well versed in all things real estate sales, negotiation, marketing, team building, management. Managing people's tough. You guys, I know you have some staff. I've interacted with some of them. Like, you have a big job. What's next for BAM? Do you want more shows? I mean, do you have enough shows? What's the, where are you going? We have enough shows, that's for sure. I, I, we're also trying to navigate the amount of attention that real estate agents could give to media. Like you're a real estate media junkie, I would say, right? Like you have your own podcast. You actually listen to some of the shows, but you're not going to sit there and listen to nine podcasts, right? Like you're not going to go on nowbam.com every single day or every you know 30 minutes. It's not like sports. It's not like politics where interesting stuff is happening that much. So right now we're trying to kind of figure out the pulse of the real estate agent community. Is it too much content? Which show should we focus on? Which one should we can? That's constantly in our mind because we're not just putting out content just to be like, hey, we got nine shows. This is this is awesome. It's like, all right, is this show doing well? Can we sell ads to this show? Is it providing actual value? Does it have a fan base? So th th that's all going into consideration. Um, well, which ones are on the chopping block? Let's put somebody on blast. Like, which ones are top performing? And which ones you think? Hey, you think we need I would to, like, spice it up? I mean, I don't think anything's yeah, on. The, I think on, you would. I don't think anything's on the chopping block right now. I think the walkthrough is always tough just because it's so guest dependent. If the guests aren't de right. delivering electric takes and it's just you kind of get a dud, that sucks. Um, also, like I said, wrangling two guests every single week, two real estate agents every single week, basically 24 hours prior because we have to pick the topics and then pick the guests based on the topics is just such a pain in the ass. It's definitely not on the chopping block. But I'd say if there's one that's constantly like in flux as to, you know, wh what do we do with this? I would say that is the one. That's a shame because that's the best one. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I have I have a ton of fun on it. Dan's a great a great host. Well, Dan is so damn funny. But that is, for those who don't know, it's kind of like PTI, but with the, exactly. with your four people. Not even PTI. It's around the horn meets PTI with the topics. It's really a brilliant thing, but I can imagine that's the biggest pain in the ass trying to get the guests all the time. Because I get the test. Dan's like, hey, can you come on tomorrow? I'm like, dude. You're like, dude. I, I, I'd like life. to, but like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, and, and then we I mean, send trust the, me, I want to get on. And then we send the topics like an hour before. So it's just, it's just such a pain in the ass to go through. Like sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll get like 400 or 500 views and it's just like, 
that sucks. We just put in such an enormous effort by coming up with these topics, researching these topics, getting these guests, making sure the mic worked, the, the Wi-Fi, the audio, all this, producing clips, coming up with the thumbnail, coming up with the title, coming up with the right hashtags, the right tags on YouTube. Like, you know, a show that just comes out that's 30 minutes takes three, four hours of preparation and post and costs an enormous amount of money when you're when it comes down to actually breaking down the clips. So that's when we're weighing worth versus cost or worth versus whatever. What yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a cautionary tale because it, people, everyone wants to do media, but A, you have to have something to say. Even my little setup here, like that camera's kind of expensive. These mics are kind of expensive. You have to have subscriptions to all these things. And I have to pay people because I ain't going to clip this thing out. Right. It's a whole thing just to do one mediocre show, which is what you're seeing and listening to right now. Eric's got nine high-quality, super well-produced shows. So, all right, a couple final questions. And these are just questions I want to ask, and maybe if other people are as interested in me and as me and the real estate industry and the media and monetizing the agent space outside of what everyone else wants to do. I'll coach you for this or come join me at EXP kind of deal. You're right. doing, you're monetizing it in a way where people want to be monetized. Like, look, I'm on your email list. I do open that email every day just mm-hmm. to scroll through the headlines and see if there's something in there that I might want to just talk about on my story. Exactly. So you have, you know, 500,000-ish followers across the, um, the ecosystems. You have a big email list. What channel do you feel like is the most important for BAM, for you, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, email, just straight up email, Apple podcast? What's the one that you're like, don't, don't sleep on this one? Email and YouTube, by far the best conversions. Uh, the Broke Agent Instagram account is great for what it is for engagement and brand growth. And that's kind of the umbrella that feeds everything else. So I'm always trying to plug our different podcasts in the actual now BAM account and our email list and template platform and courses, whatever on the Broke Agent account. So that's a necessity. But if I were to only have two things, it would be a YouTube channel that has all the shows and the email list because the email list gets the best conversions. And we have an open rate right now that's anywhere, like on the low end, it's 42%. On the high end, it's 55% with a massive email list, which is crazy. How many emails do you have? I can't tell you that. That would give away everything to our advertisers. But uh, It's a lot. We have a good amount. And that's our our main focus is just growing this. I'll tell you offline. But it's our main focus is growing that. So every ebook that we do, we're trying to get downloads for our email list. Every ad that we're running right now is trying to just grow that list because that also drives clicks to your blog. So, you know, all of our traffic right now, not all of it, but a significant portion of it is coming from the emails because people aren't trained yet. They're not going to just go on nowbam.com yet. Half the people don't even know we exist. That's what I, that's what I realized. Like people know the broke agent now in the real estate industry, and that's taken nine years of posting on a daily basis. But I'd say less than 10%, less than 5% of the people that even follow the broke agent know about BAM. So we need to do a way better job at promoting it. Well, I got to say, if anyone's not on that BAM, it's so much value. And it's not just like they're throwing up bullshit all the time. Like when you guys have things that you're monetizing in the ad reads, it's always high quality stuff like Pantana's course. No one, no one with two brain cells rubbed together is not going to say that's not just fire. Yeah. And everything Byron's bringing. So like you guys have such a well curated list i imagine and for the advertisers like look i'm working on something with um a prolific broker out of nevada who just sold his company did nine and a half billion in sales in a year 3600 agents are just a real guru like Mm -hmm. i think he's one of five people walking the earth to do this no partner sold it all did it all himself and we're creating some things and once we have something ready for the market you know the first call is going to say 
man, how much do I have to pay for you to get this in front of your audience? Because I know this audience is serious about real estate. They're serious about education and they're, they're OKPs to quote Jimmy Burgess. You need to, you probably need to interview him at some point. I love our Jimmy. kind of He's people. Great. Yeah. Yeah. He always thought, oh, you're just like, you're an OKP. That's our kind yeah. of people. Yeah. I don't need to be everything to everyone, but I want those broke agent people because I already know they're my people. Bam's yeah. my people. Well, we know how to sell to them too because we're not just throwing advertisements in your face. It's all organic and a lot of the ads that we're packaging to people, even whether it's Boomtown, um, we're doing it in a comedic way on our Instagrams, right? I'm throwing up a meme about CRMs. I'm not just saying, hey, go sign up for Boomtown here. Like, do you know how much more valuable that is than throwing up a banner ad on a traditional media source that no one ever clicks? that takes you to a landing page that isn't funny, that has no messaging. Like we know the routes to get actual conversions. We know how to frame the problem and the problem that's being solved by our, our partnerships in media. But the next step for us is BAMX, which is our membership platform, which is gonna be the go-to education platform for real estate agents where you could get courses on Instagram growth by me, where you could get agent tactics and, and lead pillars by Byron. You could get how to do captions by our producer, Bobby. You could get um, Tom Tool's advice on objection handling, an entire course on that. We have Canva marketing. So this is going to be the go-to source where it's like, I need to become a better agent. I want to keep learning. How do I go deeper? How do I actually get shown what to do instead of like, you know, just hearing me yammer about it on a podcast. So we just launched that uh, about a month and a half ago. We did a soft launch and now we're really starting to promote it and we're getting a ton of membership signups ready, which is awesome. So that's a subscription model. Yeah. So that's called BAMX. It's an absolute no brainer. It's 120 bucks for the year or 15 bucks per month. And you get a course every single month plus access to all member courses. Plus there's, um, a 25% discount to the creator courses. So say you want to do a course on BAMX, you could host it with us. And then all BAMX members would get a 25% discount to that. It also includes a private community and live streams on a monthly basis. For $120 a year. It's an enormous amount of value. We've undercut the entire market. We just know that this is going to become the go-to marketplace for real estate education. So soon it's going to be eBooks. Anybody with a course, like, you can't just sell a real estate course on your own. You have to have an enormous audience. It has to be edited. It has to be promoted. You have to run ads. We can do that for you, right? But we're also going to vet out the people because there's a ton of bullshit courses out there. Every agent that sells five homes a year, all of a sudden they have a real estate course. We're actually picking and choosing like, hey, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Host your course with BAMX. We're going to promote it. We're going to edit it. We're going to film it. And then all you have to do is collect you know, the money that comes from it. So that's our plan. You'll, you'll produce the course too for them. Yeah, the, the Canva marketing course with Haley Ingram from Coffee and Contracts, our producer Bobby drove down to her or flew down to her in Florida, filmed with her for you know five hours, edited the, the entire thing, and now we have an hour, 30-minute course on Canva marketing for real estate agents. So we will do all that for you. That's unbelievable. For $10 a month, this is like this is crazy. It's almost like if you were selling a product, if you're selling a course in the real estate space, you're kind of screwed. Like. Like if Sirhan, shout out to my boy Sirhan, get, let's get that Sirhan community involved with BAM. That's what I want to see because it just makes sense. He's got a big following, but he needs the gas. And yeah. I, think, I really do think he does need more gas. I don't, do you think he does? I don't think he does. He's, he's got well, like no, 10,000 agents signed up to sell it like Sirhan. That guy's international. He's no, but he should just be focusing on expansion. Like, dude, hey, all the media stuff, awesome. You're the best at it. You're a movie star. Go keep expanding and let, right. and let the guys who just are dialed in on media just, just 
take pour gas on that nice little flame you already got. I'm hey, going to text him and copy you. Hey, we're, we're open for any sort of collab with, with Ryan, that's for sure. We respect him, everything that he's doing. He's the man. Well, Eric, dude, that was 50 minutes of just kind of straight fire. I'm, I looked at that. When I do these podcasts, I just want to catch up with people that I kind of, I just know and like and want to ask questions that I'd want to know anyway, and maybe some people might find some value in it. Um, I think that you're just a gift to the industry, and if anyone's got a chance to meet Eric, and you probably will at one of these events, you're at most of the Tom Ferry stuff, a lot of the CRM stuff. Um, easy guy to talk to, very affable, good word. And clearly he can help agents with, with their marketing because now more than ever, if you're not a student of the marketing game, you're going to be an artifact, um, coming up. So Eric, any, any final thoughts before I let you go, before we go catch our tea time? Uh, no, where are you playing after this? I'm not. Yeah. I don't don't think you actually were, but Hey, you're a gem of the industry too. Um, I, I like everything that you're doing. You're our favorite guests on the walkthrough. We text you every single week trying to have you on 24 hours before. And I love this show. Maybe we get the show on BAM in the future. Maybe we cut out one of the other shows, bring this one on, blow it up. You know, you're a hell of an interviewer. So love what you're doing. Well, hey, BAM and uh, don't don't sleep on BAM Max. I'm going to sign up right now if it's not still in soft launch. Follow my man at The Broke Agent and uh, now BAM on Instagram. And we'll see you out there. Appreciate it.